SteveNobleSchool.com. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God, and on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. You know, if you go all the way back to 2007, November, it was actually November 7th, 2007 was my first Saturday on the radio, uh, on the Truth Radio Network. And then a couple of months later, we ended up on Sirius Satellite Radio. And there's definitely somebody I have to blame for that, which we'll get to in a second. But early on, when we had the, the cow, because it was No Sacred Cows, that was part of the branding of the show. Thank you. Uh, I was trying to figure out, remember Jeff Oliver? Jeff Oliver was a great brother in Christ. He was at the seminary, and he was my producer. He was really creative. We were trying to figure out a way that how could we actually get a cow into the studio and kill it on live radio? Uh, shotgun blast, the whole thing, right out of Napoleon Dynamite. So we're talking about, well, maybe, you know, because I used to be in the painting world, maybe we just plastic the whole studio, and then, we, and then we take it down to the butcher, and so that way we're not wasting anything. We're good stewards. And that's kind of the way it worked. Uh, but before that, that was November of 2007. It was February of 2005. I was pretty early on in my drive up to Washington, D.C. I had been invited to this thing called the Council for National Policy, dun-dun-dun, CNP, which was essentially the epicenter of the vast right-wing conspiracy with a bunch of Christians. And so I had been invited by a, a new friend, Bob Fisher, who was from South Dakota, who had come to North Carolina because we did big, a big event the year before with almost 14,000 Christians and Dr. Dobson here in town when Call to Action started. And he wanted my help, and, and they did the same events up there to get rid of Tom Daschle. Remember that? And Tom Daschle uh, lost uh, that election season. So Bob Fisher invited me to go to this uh, thing called Council for National Policy. I'm like, okay, this looks kind of nutty. I don't know who these people are. I'm just running my house painting company and, and trying to be a Christian activist. So I'm on my way driving to Washington, D.C., and somebody uh, calls me. It's not one of my uh, crew guys. Nobody's asking for paint. It's this guy who speaks at a rather rapid pace. He's like, hey, uh, hey, Steve, I got your name from Jim Anthony. Jim Anthony was on my uh, board and board of advisors at the time, really successful Christian business guy here locally. And we had been using his offices to meet early on in this story. And he said, I got your number from uh, Jim Anthony. Hey, how you doing? You got a minute? And that's where I made a mistake. And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm driving up to Washington, D.C., so I have several hours. And this individual said, oh, really? Going to D.C.? What for? And I said, I'm going to this thing called uh, CMP. You're kidding me. My parents are going to be there tonight. you got to meet them. Big Stu and my mom, Nancy, she has this big red hair and blah, 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 blah. And the guy that was calling me uh, was none other than Stu Epperson Jr., the founder and chief poobah of the Truth Radio Network. And he joins me today in the studio. Hey, Big Stu, how you doing? Good to be here, man. Wow. You well, just... Big Stu's your dad who's loving life right now because oh, he's, he's in great. heaven. Yes, sir. You're little Stu, although you're both like, what, six, seven? We're, we're both, he's, I miss him every day, but yes. God's, he's doing real well. <clears throat> he, mom's doing, mom's doing great. Amen. Dad's doing better. Is what yes, I he is. <laughs> we're, we're, he's a great legacy. Great. He loves Steve Noble. He just loved that guy because you're a guy that gets things done. Mm -hmm. You're a guy that gets on the radio and, Someone told you that there's uh, radio breaks, and you said, okay, well, I'll do Facebook Live and Rumble Live. Because so <laughs> I don't want to take a break. I, my, I mean, I'm trying to get out of here and smoke a cigarette during the break, and <laughs> Noble's like, no, Facebook Live. So, you know, what do I do? Uh, Stu Epperson Jr. is not trying to smoke a cigarette during the break, just 
But I am to trying clarify. to get people to the eternal non-smoking section, which is yes. Thank uh, you for that. Excellent. You know, where both of our dads are hanging out and that's right. Which loving is so cool, amazing life, and which will be cool. Presence of Christ, and I love how you close every show. And I want to. I have a question for you at the Ever end of the day forward. show. Yes, I'm going to hold it. Okay. Then. All right. That sounds but good. Steve, what a blessing you have been to so many people. Mm. What an honor it is to sit with you here in Raleigh to talk to you and to just be on your Facebook. And I'm on, now I'm on with We're all my channels. I'm trying to dial all this stuff up, and I love it. it I, hit, I get the notices every day on my phone, which reminds me to turn on the radio, but I can also listen on my phone. I tell everyone your phone's also a radio, so a lot of folks That's are right. listening on their Truth Network <clears throat> app, which is free. A lot of folks are listening on your Many cool social channels. Stu Epperson Jr., the never-ending promotional artist. Got to get the word out, man. Yeah, you, you do. We got to be fishers. Dude, men. that was 18 years ago when you called me. Unbelievable. 18 years ago. Because wow. you bought the radio station here in Raleigh, yes. Truth Radio here in Raleigh, AM 1030, a 50,000-watt blowtorch. Big torch. Yep. But then how do you get the word out? And wow. I don't even know how you got to Jim Anthony. But then when Jim Anthony sent you to me uh, – you called the right person because we had been involved with so many different things in our first year that I had a big list of Christians on an email. I knew a bunch of pastors. We had worked with about 100 churches with the Dobson thing the previous September. And and you called the right guy, and I didn't know what the Lord was up to at the time, but that was uh, February 2005 and November 2007. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Well, Truth Radio. in the kingdom, when God calls you to something— you do what you, know, you do what he calls you. Yeah, he's the boss. Yep, the Truth Network. He's the guy. He guy saw my. I was in Lynchburg, Virginia yesterday. Hello to everyone in Lynchburg. The new ninety three point seven FM. And I was t- I was going into a coffee shop, and a guy named John and his other buddy are leaving the coffee shop. I say, you guys have a blessed day. He saw this logo before I could tell him to turn on ninety three point seven. Yep. And he said, "What is Truth Network?" Thank you for asking. Turns out he works across the street. I said, listen, you've got the, the Journey FM, which is the Big Liberty music station, which is you know doing great up yeah. here. But the, but we are like the – we're trying to be Christian teaching and talk and encouragement, you know, putting programs on. And he was just so gracious. Yeah. And we knew all the same people, and That's he's cool. going to love and support and pray. But we just try to tell everyone wherever we are. But there was a point on the way up there yesterday, and there was a point 18 years ago that I hit the wall. I said, Lord, I can't do this. I don't know who's who, and it's it's your ultimately it's your network, not yep. not ours. Yeah, and it's bigger than any of us. And Jesus, you are the truth. So just lead me to the right people. And so who would have who would have thought we could have contrived God connecting me with Jim yep. and who in in some house painter guy who's Jim's right. like you got to talk to Steve Noble. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know if I, the way you described him. I don't know. You got to talk you know? to him. He runs a house painting company. Yeah. He's so the perfect guy. You t- technically met my dad before you met me, correct? My mom. Which is wild. Face to face in person that night at CMP at the opening dinner. They were at the table next to my table. Isn't I'm sitting crazy? next to one of the godfathers of conservatism, Paul Wyrick. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know Religion. who he was. Yeah, he's big time. I didn't know any of these people. Wow. I'm just a house painter. And he's like, Paul Wyrick. Oh, hi, Paul. You didn't have any name. You didn't know any names to drop. You could dro- <laughs> I just, Oops, I, I dropped a name. I well, had I don't nothing know any names. to drop. Yeah. And then I, I, I figured out, because your parents had name tags on, but I didn't know you were as tall as you are. And then there's Big Stu, and then your mom. You just can't miss. With, with, I mean, I always notice people with red hair, but they were so. I'm like, hey, I met your son earlier today on the phone. It was hilarious. And I got to tell your listeners, you're hearing some inside baseball. You're gonna hear some stuff. You, yes. you have no idea behind this thing, and this guy's story is <laughs> remarkable. So don't touch that dial. Yeah, and the and, and and the things that Stu used to tell other people as to why they should listen to the show, uh, referencing Michael Douglas. 
Oh my. What does Michael Douglas have to do with Steve Noble on oh the my. Truth Radio Network? Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll give you the answer, and who knows where God's going next. We'll be right back. Jump in the Wayback Machine with me. Go all the way back, 1980 through 84, 84 through 89. Uh, I met the Lord in 94, married 92. My wife and I were married 92. We were equally and equally yoked. I was a lost Protestant. She was a lost Catholic. Uh, But if you go back to high school and college, ask all my friends, even ask my family back then, could you imagine Steve one day would be doing a Christian talk radio show and be teaching classes and doing all this stuff as a Bible-thumping Uh, born-again Christian, everybody would have laughed in your face, yet here we are. And so, uh, and radio is part of that story, and and the only reason you know who I am, uh, a couple people. One is going to be Mark Harris. Uh, Mark Harris came to our church in March of 2000, um, when was this? 2004. Preached a revival service on Saturday night. He preached a message that arrested my heart and my mind out of Nehemiah 2.17. Jerusalem lies in ruins. Its gates have been burned with fire. Come let us rebuild the walls and remove our disgrace. And then he talked about our apathy as Christians in this culture. The next morning, Sunday morning, he finished the series. They did an invitation. We had a six-month thing based on the road to Emmaus. And I literally wrote on a card, literally, this is word for word. I wrote on the response card to be more outspoken for God's truth in the public arena. Put it on the altar about a month later, walked into the Raleigh City Council Chambers with a friend of mine, and we had 300 other Christians with us. And that was the birth of Call to Action. That was April of 2004. <clears throat> Fast forward right after Labor Day uh, in 2004. That was Dr. Dobson. We had about 100 churches involved, 14,000 people come out to the PNC Arena, the big uh, coliseum here in town. That fall, Stu, we put 35,000 voter guides into local churches. This was all. We were less than a year old. And then the following February is when I met you, when I met Stu Epperson Jr. and found out about the Truth Radio Network. And then I met your dad and your mom that night. You and I talked on the phone. And then we were just involved in all these different things. And I remember being on your show, Truth Talk Live, a few times. And then I think you had me guest host once or twice, which is when you must have been drinking. And then uh, and then your dad, and your, both you and your dad are like, Steve, you should be on the radio. And I'm like, well, thanks. That's nice. But you don't just get on the radio. Well, in Christian radio, you kind of can. <laughs> Raise a little money. Get an offer and go. But what what was the deal with that? Well, the deal with that is the guy sitting across the table from me, I'm Stu, that's Steve. When your phone rings, certain people call you, they just keep calling. And they're not <laughs> going to stop calling you. And I thought I was that person until I met this guy. And then you have these conversations at lunch that Big Stu was a part of and at coffee. And at some point you're like, okay. He wants to be on the radio, or he doesn't even think about that. I didn't yet, even think but, about right, that. He's not even in the picture, but he has a message. And, like, we're going at it, and look at the watch. It's three hours have passed, and it feels like th- three minutes. And, like, okay, how can we make this happen? How can we, you know, so I kind of, when I planted that seed, I had honestly no idea other than the fact that you're an answer to prayer. And I'll say this publicly. I'll say this on your show. I'll say this on Rumble and Tumble and Facebook and everywhere else. The Lord was leading me back close to oh nine oh eight, and then a little after that to be more in the role of helping build gifted. I've been on the air long enough to like, hey, I've skinned my knee so much, I've messed yeah. up so much. Like sometimes you're the guy to talk to about stuff, 
not because you're shiny and brilliant, but because you've had so many, right. you know, you've had so many boo-boos. It's like, hey, they, this guy actually, I can actually help people write books. Why? Because I've messed up so bad. You've written books. I've written books. <laughs> I've like, you know, I've done everything wrong, this and that. So I can actually help you. Like, and I've helped right. some people do some great books because of that. And so radio is the same way. The Lord said, hey, you need to quit being a player, be a coach, and help the next generation. There's some talented people out there. And a la Steve Noble. And I, and I said, Lord, who is that? It's like, well, it's this crazy, wild painter, Christian activist guy <laughs> who's in Raleigh who, like, every time, every time I see someone in Raleigh, they go, oh, I know Steve Noble, you know, and they're like, yeah, that guy. And, and the story <laughs> here, story there, and amazing testimony, remarkable. And so God just kind of brought us together, yeah. and, like, yeah. you were an answer to that prayer. And the Lord— and Isn't this you know, your time slot? Yeah. Well, my original time slot was four to six. Yeah, to and talk just, live. Yeah, and I just had I just got so worn out. I had to dial that down to uh, five to six, just one hour. Because yeah. and then, but then for like ten years, I missed dinner with my family. Right, with five to six. Yeah, and then some other things happened, and we were in a uh, we were in a tough spot. You know, with truth growing, we were growing so fast, and financially, we needed like. I need to be out there. Yeah, you need to be running your business, not well, sitting there Well, doing I need to be finding show. sponsors, partners, right. in, in, in developing the next Sell generation. It. Yeah, so what we were able to do is we were able to find gifted communicators like yourself. Dr. Michael Brown is another gifted yeah. guy. Other pastors, leaders, the Christian car guy. And we said, hey, listen, let's, you know, uh, let me get out of the way. Yeah, develop. Well, yeah, and so <clears throat> and it's, it's amazing to see how this, uh, this, you know, there's a thing called a friend of mine, Cliff, I'm giving you a shout-out at lunch with him today. He he's uh he's big on not succession, but accession. Hmm. Like we want our kids to go past us. Right. Yeah. And I would say this. I wouldn't call you my kid, okay? Don't 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 think of that. Well, way. I'm older than you are. But so I would say I would say this. I would say in terms of what you've done with your show and all of this and the this studios, I mean look at just look at this. Would you look at it? Look at the setup, the lights, you got Josh in there, you got all these channels, is way accession, way beyond whatever I could have done with Truth Talk, which is now a weekend show. Which we take when I guest host for you, they'll take little clips of that and yeah. play it on my, you know, my national right. weekend show. Yeah. It's not live, but it enables me to call people and say, "Pick up the Steve Noble show," or in order to support what right. you're doing. Or if you say, "Stu, I need Stu, I need you to be a guest today. I really need a rating spike," and you bring me in here to Raleigh to, to give you a bump right, on Rumble. Right. I mean, the Rumble should be called Bumple because you're getting bumped up. I mean, because you want to you want to finish strong. That's we can't keep track of all these listeners. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, why Michael Douglas? Remember the name of the movie? Oh, yeah, that's. I'm just, trying to remember. That the movie. is you because you hit the wall. Michael Douglas. It, he gets off the he hits gets, the wall. He, he gets off the he gets off the daggum whatever the train. He walks into the <laughs> he walks into the coffee shop. Right. Or the, like the a restaurant King or whatever. Yeah, and he just hits the wall. Hits he, the wall. he goes and he goes AK forty seven. I got to do something about this. And I'm like Steve Noble. Like, <laughs> do you know how much? Do this is such an answer to prayer? Like, if it were for somebody, you, figure out the name of that movie. I'll look it up here on the break. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. Breaking down or yeah. breaking. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So, so, but here's the crazy thing. The crazy thing is you're an answer in multiple ways to many of my prayers because I, I, I like to think of myself as a solutions guy. People call me like. I really need this. We need really a ministry that helps people with addiction but has biblical counseling, a.k.a. converting hearts. Right. We need a ministry that helps with the crisis pregnancy situation, you know, a.k.a. You know, the, 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 the gateway crisis. love life, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Right. We, need, we, need, we need, like, someone, like, this guy's homeless, but he wants to get off the street, get a job, and work well during rescue mission. You know, Raleigh yeah. rescue, you know, all these ministries. And so here I am trying to plug all these holes and patch all these things and be Mr. Superstar, and I'm, like, tired and, like, literally yeah. looking at my – 
my home going to heaven, you know, before my dad and your dad even got there. Right. And the Lord brings Steve Noble in. So I make one phone call to you. And listen, there, here's why it's called Truth Network. Bottom line is this. Everyone's networking. question right. is, who are you networking for? <laughs> That's right? true. Everyone yeah. passes out cards. Point. The question is, your phone wall, like mine right here, I'll show your folks that are viewing, has a bunch of share the truth cards. There's a share the truth card. Give that to the lost person. You I'm challenging you to give that to the lost person True before life. you go to bed tonight. Yep, I love that You one. go there, and, and they'll hear a whole gospel back. presentation. On the front, it's it's follow me. On the back, it's be fishers of men. Yep. And then ch- challenge Josh in there to order 200 for free. Give them to people that are, like my friend Pastor Kyle says, close to you but far from God. And who do you give it to? Someone who gives you something. They give you a latte this week to experience Truth network. Card. You're networking, but You're networking. For? Yeah, so the bottom line is what cards are you passing out? And, and there's no better networker than the guy across the table. When I figured that out, I'm like, thank you, Lord. He, he makes one, I make one phone call to him, get and it solves wacko, a lot of problems. Get this wacko in a cage. And I'll tell you how even more when we, when we come back. <laughs> this quick break. Talking to Stu Epperson Jr. of the Truth Radio Network, my dear friend and brother in Christ. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. John Collins. <clears throat> Wait do you hear this. You can't name blow this your band, mind. can you? What? You can't name this band oh, yeah, because you're a good Bob Bill Collins. Yep. Journey. <laughs> yep. you're, Actual. Just, you're just guessing every 80s band you can guess, but you're out of time. Wait, the it's who? Rush. The who? It's oh. Rush. 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 Oh my. Probably not on Stu Baby's playlist. Not that's on the okay. playlist, but who that's knows? That's okay. That's all right. We're rolling with the punches here. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. The Steve Noble Show, Friday, December 22nd, believe it or not, my last day doing live radio. The podcast will continue, though. We're going to start that back up in January. Uh, once a week, maybe a little bit more. We'll see how that goes. <clears throat> if you want to be on that email list, the distribution list, uh, just text the word Steve. I know that sounds self-serving. In this case, it kind of is. Steve two six six eight six six. That's it. You're just going to text 66866. That's who you're sending it to, 66866, and just your message is just Steve. And we'll get your email list. And if you're uh, north of 40, in, in one of the early emails in January, I'll tell you how to do use a podcast. Because like for some folks, they're like, hey, can you send some directions out? Because do I have podcasting on my phone? I'm like, yes, you do. They're like, I don't even know how to find it. I'll help you out. Uh, but text Steve to 66866, and you'll get on the list for the podcast in January. And Stu, uh, it's an honor to have you. I love you. Uh, you've been a huge blessing to me personally. You've been a huge blessing to my family. And uh, and you said this earlier today. Oh, this might be emotional. And it is. It's emotional. It'll be an yeah. emotional six weeks. But it's a, but listen, I've already got your new intro for your, you your podcast. Oh, yeah. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go. Okay, here we go. Ready? Stay tuned for the winner of the Nobel Noble Peace Prize, Steve Noble. Boom. That will never show up yeah, on my podcast. Yeah, peace price, right there. Hey. <laughs> nice try, though. Well, Thanks for playing. I'll give you a participation trophy. I appreciate that. How about that? Well, I am I, don't want to hurt your I am saying hi to Brother Richard, who's listening on his way to the airport. Just cool. texted me. <clears throat> Big-time listener. And I'm also thinking about, Steve, this this idea of, I know you're in the format you're in right now, you know, daily radio. It's a grind, man. I, I did it for over a decade. I did grind. my show from Sudan. I did my show from all over the world, all over the country. I, I did my show from northern Iraq. I like that. I like that, <laughs> that a lot. Cool. But I will tell you this, that we are going to talk and pray about ways to keep your name out there. You have so much to offer. And our list, you've, you've been a real encouragement to our listeners for all these years. Okay, So I really believe whether it's just letting keeping folks abreast of all the stuff you're doing with you know, your noble you, mm-hmm. right, your training. Yep. And also, you know, you are God's used all of this in in a 
God sense of humor kind of way. Yes. You know, that he knows what's going on. Thankfully, he's in charge. It's his network to use you like your cousin voiced very articulately a little bit ago. You read that during the break to, to help Christians out there think like Christians should think, you know, yes. b- biblically, biblical mm-hmm. thinking. And yep. that's really one of our big axioms of the Truth Network to get people to think with a with a bibliocentric worldview, a right. Christocentric worldview, and a missiocentric worldview. We have a world to reach for yes. Christ. You're on mission. And so you can almost, in a show like this, which you've been brilliant about, which is really a big prayer, and you've had me call and challenge you. Sure. You've, you've kept out of being so intramural. You know, we're, you know, we can bang each other up as believers and, and never recognize that, man, there's a world that's so banged up, they're on their way to hell. Right. And so we have a chance. So, so, so the beauty of a show like this is having dialogue where we love each other and where we encourage each other and we disagree on things. Sure. But we, we, we show the world, hey, we can argue and we can. And I'm very patient when you're wrong. I like that. I yeah, appreciate well, that. You know, I'm trying to live it out. Yeah. Bro. Wow. <clears throat> John Collins. Oh, my. What a story uh, going 2006. back. 2006. Yep. So John Collins at the time was the number two guy at Harvest Crusades with Greg Laurie. And we were talking. It was me. It was Pastor Chris Connell from Cross Assembly, mm-hmm. Raleigh First Assembly at the time. And Danny Lotz oh, and Graham Lotz's what husband. What a man of God. And so there's this conversation going about, let, let's try to, let's do some kind of evangelistic mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Franklin Graham had been here like in 1994 or something. Yep. So we're talking to Franklin Graham. <clears throat> Chris Connell's talking to Luis Palau. And then somehow Harvest gets on the radar screen and John Collins, the number two guy, flies in from Southern California to come meet with us uh, at the location where your Truth Radio studio was. I was not on the radio yet. This was early spring 2006. And you're coming to that meeting. On my way. We're upstairs on the second floor. And I had a brand new guy who I was literally, this was his, the final like step in his like interview. In his and, interview and, and we're going to hire him based on how today goes. I right. was going to bring him to Raleigh. Hey, i got to show you off Raleigh. you got to meet Steve Noble. Hey, there's this harvest meeting. With I can't believe we got so many pastors. Maybe Greg Laurie's coming to town. That's a big deal. In one room, and that that 108 year old guy who was a, a, a Bill veteran. Henderson, oh, the he Colonel, was amazing. What a man! We stormed of God. the beach at Iwo, Iwo Jima. Jima. Yep. I mean, what That's a him. man! Of He's God. there. Yeah, he was there. So we're all doing the meeting, <laughs> and Stu, and this never happens. Yeah, is late. Can't imagine. Can't so imagine. So what do you run into when you get to the building? I get in there. Cop cars everywhere. Police tape everywhere. It's crazy. There's guys brandishing guns. You know, with, you know, there, there's a badge and a gun like every two steps. And I got this new guy. He's like, Stu, what's going on? And we try to kind of crack our window and like, uh, someone just robbed this bank. The bank beneath us. Yes. Where we're having we're a in meeting. We're the bank building. The bank beneath You're us You're having a nice robbed. little cozy chat about, you know, ch- turning this world upside down for Jesus and starting in Raleigh with the Harvest Crusade and Greg Laurie. And we're down there. It's chaos. Chaos. And we're sitting there thinking, man, the, the, we could get a bullet through the window here at any second. The, the, the bank robber could be like, you know, ducked behind one of these cars. I mean, there's sirens. And, and we were clueless. We didn't know. You and guys then Stu no comes upstairs. up here and then he's like, did you guys know that the bank downstairs just got robbed? We're like, no. What are you talking about? Unbelievable. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, here's what's crazy about that. You know, God used Greg Laurie in, in the Truth Network. You know, we, we were, you know, we came in to do a Christian teaching and talk format yeah. on AM 1030. God was so good as to give us 105.7, a little bit of heaven on 105.7. FM. 105.5 FM Durham, 106.5 Wake Forest. Hello to all the folks listening out there and all across this network listening to Steve. But, you know, we were putting Christian teaching and talk on. And spoken word. And to this day, people still call me a lunatic for what are you thinking doing that format? What is that format? Right. You know, it's fairly new to North Carolina. But, you know, Pastor Greg 
his message needed to be on. He teaches the word, right? But he also cast a net and vice versa to Christ. He had done a crusade in one sense. Well, this is, and this is what's crazy. He had done one yes. in, out in the mountains area, up in right? Up in Hickory, Hickory, of all places. Tiny yeah. little place. And I went up there, and I did the webcast, which you've done That's with all those guys. But here's the crazy thing. Back, rewind the clock, okay? He came to Winston. Okay, this is unbelievable. Well, it is believable. The day we came here for the big meeting— this was the big pa- This was going to open it up or shut it down. Right. And you remember what happened in that meeting, okay? Yep. We'll talk about it. Yep. To bring the, I mean, what's the downside of a guy coming in and giving the gospel in, in you know, hundreds of thousands of Large people scale over three or four event, days? Right. Great musicians coming in and people getting saved and coming to Christ, and all the local churches are there to bring these people in and disciple them. I and mean, what's the downside, right? And so here we are having this big meeting, and it's, of all times, some. Thugs want to knock off the bank. It's right. that day, of course. And I wheel up with my new employer, employee to be, who ended up working for us for you know about eight or ten years. Ed, and good gracious, they're they're robbing the bank. And so it's like the enemy's doing everything he can, right mm-hmm. here, you know. So then rewind the tape when they came to Winston, which had about like Raleigh hadn't had an evangelistic yep. event in forever. In fact, Billy Graham was going to come to Winston, and they had to shut it down. They didn't get the pastors. There was all kinds wow. of racial divide. Yep. And 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 so so this is crazy. The day John Collins got on an airplane and flew to North Carolina to have the first pastor's meeting in Winston to do this, you know, that was going to be the deciding meeting was September 11th, 9-11. Get out of here. Yes. And I remember sitting in a restaurant. That's nuts. Instead of me and John Collins and 30 pastors who committed to come, it was me and John Collins. And did I mention me? And did I mention John Collins? Because we were the only guys there. Right. And we had lunch. Wow. And we're like, okay, so like, I didn't know that. and he's like sitting there looking at his thing. He's like, man, I got this guy over here. I said, Big Stu's on an airplane right now, flying to Nashville. And they had to ground him. He had to go in with 10 other guys to, to, to buy a, har- a, a borrowed car yeah. or a van. Wow. He, was, he was flying to D.C. and then, you know, I think to L.A. And, and at that point, we didn't know, is he going to be hijacked and blown up? We didn't know who was flying building, into what buildings. So John Collins in real time and I were sitting there at lunch thinking, okay, well, we let all the you know everyone's like I can't come this is crazy I got family so you in. went from nine eleven to a bank well, that's right <clears throat> and so Bush is like think about that and think about where we're sitting right now yeah. and the whole point of everything you're hearing if you're listening I don't care it's on Rumble on Facebook or, or Instagram or if you're listening on the Truth Network radio station or on the Truth Network free app listen the enemy does not want the gospel of Jesus Christ going out nope. the enemy does the enemy wants you to think God's mad at you when in fact God is mad about you so mad about you he sent his son Jesus to die for you and so with whenever there's a movement of God to bring people to Jesus the enemy will rear oh. up and do everything he can before you go on on the air he'll get do everything he can to, to make you mad or to make you dive too deep into politics and run everybody off as opposed to keeping Christ and him right. crucified at the center of the conversation. Well, Bill Henderson, the colonel, had that had that attitude in that meeting, and we're hemming and hawing a little bit, going back and forth. Is it Greg Laurie? Is it Franklin Graham? Is it uh, Luis Palau? Blah, 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 blah. And Bill Henderson, who was a man of uh, conviction, said, All right, I don't care what you guys, if I have to do this myself, I'll do it myself. Mm. <laughs> and then we were like, Okay, bro. When the guy who stormed the beach at Iwo Jima speaks, you listen. Well, but the guy, but and he, then we but prayed about it, it yeah. for a couple of weeks, and then it was like, okay, uh, God wants us to do this. And remember Joe Gordy. Farrell? And remember oh, Joe Farrell, all those guys. guys. So, so, and I, you know, I'm running my house painting company, <laughs> and I'm a Christian activist. This is pre-radio. Like, when do you have time for all I this? Don't, Steve? You don't know any of this. Stuff. And it's me and Chris Connell and Pastor Leon Tucker, who was at Providence. I Baptist remember Church. that. But here's the cool a thing. A bunch of different God guys did. from a bunch of different denominations. We had built a political Christian activist machine that was yep. in the culture war. 
We had the whole thing sitting there ready to go, and then God took that hmm. and used it for the gospel. Unreal. Which was a huge uh, turning point in my life as a Christian. We'll talk about that, maybe guests, maybe some other stuff. Stu Epperson, Steve Noble. We'll be right back. Clock always wins. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. We'll be doing this occasionally between now and Friday, December 22nd, which will be my last day on live radio. Switch into a podcast in January. Text Steve to 66866. Get on the list. If you already get the Daily Dose devotionals, thanks for asking this question earlier. If you already get the Daily Dose devotionals, I already have your email. So you're going to be on the podcast list. But if you don't, first of all, repent. Second of all, just grab your phone. Text Mm. Steve. Two six six eight six six. I'll be talking about this between now and just uh, Friday, December twenty second. Uh, but but going to pour as much life as the Lord gives me one hundred percent into my classes and noble you and reaching as many uh, high school age uh, Christian kids around the country as we can. Add other topics. It's, it's where my heart is now. It's what I know He's calling me to. I can't do everything all at the same time. I, I've been a jack of all trades for a while, and now it's going to be very interesting for me. Stu Stu Epperson Jr. is here, the founder of Truth Radio Network, and. If it weren't for Mark Harris, who preached that uh, message so many years ago, and then Stu and his dad, uh, you wouldn't know who I am. And so they enabled me, and God used them to get me on the radio, which has led to so many wild things, and God has done so many things through this platform. Uh, It's just absolutely amazing. But, but, uh, you know, that's where you just have to go where the Lord calls you to go. So we were talking about the Harvest Crusade, and that was a huge event here. That was great for the radio station. That was great for us. And then uh, out of that, that was in June of 2007. That fall, Stu, is when uh, you put me on the radio. And in looking back, <clears throat> I had to go through the Harvest Crusade process to get my heart fixed before God would let me on the radio. Because before that, this is a Tim Keller sermon. If you're all truth and no grace, you're a bully. That was me. But if you're all grace and no truth, you're a coward. That's never been me. But John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus full of both grace and truth. So mm-hmm. God dealt with the truth and the grace imbalance in my life through the Harvest Crusade and got my, my heart oriented towards the gospel instead of just the culture war. And when I was all worried about saving America, but I didn't give much, thanks, give much thought to seeing Americans saved. The Harvest Crusade, God used to adjust me <clears throat> like a chiropractor. And then radio started that November. And then I I was with some good friends just the other week, weekend. We do it annually for 13 years. And I said, man, I I really wish I had started working more on the Noble Youth stuff 10 years ago. I've been teaching for 11 years, but just pushing that. And he goes, "Uh, you weren't ready 10 years ago. Wow. The the guy you were, because these guys know me, the guy you were 10 years ago, God wasn't going to use you to reach a bunch of teenagers. Mm. The guy you are today, now that guy's ready. Amen. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> God's providence. Well, let me say this because I, I, I would. Here's the crazy thing: as so you're good. talking, I'm getting emotional because I was there. I had a front row seat, like yeah. almost too close. Like we're on the phone all the time talking. <laughs> Carbone's calling you. Yeah. Other people, you know, all the because I'm in network. trouble. As usual. Well, you know, you're mixing it up, and you I'm know, not a detail guy. Oh, no, in case you didn't want know, Nobles, that. you know, he blows in, he blows up, he blows out. What do we do? <laughs> That's the, me. He's, you know, he's the Tasmanian a, devil of radio, sure, right? Steve much, Noble. Yes. So the Nobel Peace Prize and everything. But here's the crazy thing. You came and spoke to our men at New Canaan. This was yeah. early on in your radio run, yeah, okay? Really early. I think your book had just come out yep. and, you know, Confessions of a House The Making of a Christian Wacko. Yeah, yeah The Making of a Christian Wacko. What a name. And and I was there. Robbie Dillmore was there. A bunch of our team was there. You know, we just support you, obviously. And I think I probably introduced you and all that. You came back and spoke five years later, a few years later yeah. after that. Yeah. Robbie Dillmore 
looked at me toward the end of that message with tears running down his face. He said, something's changed in Steve. Mm -hmm. This guy, he's a different person. And it's like that activist, which is nothing wrong with, you know, getting it. In and of itself. There's nothing wrong with getting 6,000 people out to hear James Dobson in the middle of an election year in Charlotte. There's nothing wrong in the faceplant off the stage, which was crazy. How about that? I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with stirring people up to vote what's right, to vote, right. Po- to vote, to vote. You know, to, for life. You were doing all that, but man, something. You know, there a gospel trigger mm-hmm. like 2.0 hit you, yeah. And you're like, man, I want to really be. Of course, I want to be about the, these key Christian cultural issues, but I want to be about populating heaven. I want to be about real, like, dealing with sin in my life and being a kingdom man and laying aside the things which so easily encumber us, mm. a la Hebrews 12.1, and running with, with patience that race. And when you got up and spoke the next time to our new Canaan group at the Lodge on a Friday morning, which was a few years removed from the first time, Dilmore was like, this guy's, I mean, he lapped it up. Mm. He was like, it wasn't just a rah-rah speech. It was... In our face, it made us uncomfortable, but it was all about, hey, what are you doing? It's a little bit what Greg Laurie challenged me on, you know, on my radio show. This is one of those conversations I had with him during the break. I said, hey, Greg, Pastor Greg, I said, look, I'm in here, you know, every once in a while, we'll have a debate and an argument. And I'll get upset about a horrible thing someone on the left is doing and this Marxism and communist nasty stuff. I said, how do I really, as a Christian talk show host, how do I really do this show, and how do I tell Steve Noble to do a show where we're not just some angry person and unbelievers tune in and they don't know what to think and they tune out or whatever, right. or believers yep. like, you know, where's, where's the love, where's Jesus in this? And Greg Laurie challenged me this with this, and I'm sure I've challenged you many times with this. He said, Stu, you've got to ask yourself this question after every show. Could someone be invited to receive Jesus as their Savior as a result of what just happened? Mm-hmm. In other words, that is the, in, yeah. in, in, in the way that you fight— like even in marriage, oh, every marriage counselor says that a good marriage fights fair. Hmm. So even in in the conflict, the kids are watching, right? You know, yeah. and I try not. Great we, point. You know, we try to fight in front of our <clears throat> kids to show them how to work out conflict. Just kidding, but but that actually there's a there's a way you should disagree with your wife in front of the children, right. but to show respect and deference and love, amen, and say, hey, we're on the same team here, yep. and so we're we're going to do this. And as as believers, even when we have, you've had atheists. You had, I love that. You know, yeah, conversation. Steve. Oh my soul! He was on yeah. many times. I met him he at a coffee shop. Once. Yeah, and I'm like, why is <laughs> Steve so nice? This atheist guy at this, you know, at the coffee shop. But you know, you had him on the show, and but it shows that hey, we our goal is to win people to Christ. And if we, if we, if we punch him so much and beat him up and bang him over the head with our well, King James Bible, what's the repentance? It's the kindness of the God. kindness of God. Yeah, Romans two. Truth. Yeah. That's why when I get to heaven, after I'm flabbergasted, I'm like, can I roll a tape on the woman at the well? Because mm. he sets her up, yep. he calls her out, and within hours she's like, "You got to come meet this guy." Like, how do you do truth and grace like that? But but that's what we're called to. Well, that's think the about part. the whole the whole. You town. had a question. Yes, we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. You said okay. You well, the whole town emptied. To, you know, she was the most right. effective oh, evangelist. Incredible. How many seminary degrees did the Samaritan woman have? None. How many Bible study fellowships none. did she go to? How many talk shows? She didn't have none. the Steve Noble. How much show theology the did she have? Right. She didn't have almost the, none. The station you're listening to this program on right now, she didn't have that. That's right. And yet the whole town empties. Because something transformed. This lady was different when she encountered Jesus Christ. The only thing that happened is she encountered living water at that well. That's right. And in the, the most disgraced, 
shamed lady in that village brought the whole village to Christ. Mm-hmm. And and here we are making uh, every excuse, which is why I pass these Share the Truth cards out everywhere. Shout out to Jesse listening in Lynchburg at 93.7, sharethetruthnow.com. We're passing these out to people to bring them to Jesus. So your question. Here's my question. You ready? I'm going to ask you a question that I don't think anyone's asked you since the time it happened, since you were at Lake Lure, right. and since you were you were graciously, you know, uh, sending those ashes into their mm-hmm. into their wet remembrance. Yeah. How's your dad doing? <laughs> My mother passed away about a year and a half ago. And I remember talking to her, just sharing the gospel in all the different ways I could. And I and I believe she's in heaven. But when we were talking about heaven and, and what happens to you, I said, All right, all right, mother, can you can you imagine there's all kinds of things we loved about dad. And there were some things about him that were really different. Can you imagine uh, a sinless Fred Noble? And this is my parents were pretty straightforward people. I know that's a shock. Can you imagine a, a sinless Fred Noble? And she just kind of bows up a little and says, uh, no, I can't. <laughs> so I think about all the things I love about my dad to answer your question. And I think about all that stuff getting even better. Yeah. And I think about all the things that I know that were wrong with my dad. Mm. that I, I echo in many ways. And that's all gone. And, and and sometimes you want them back. But what a raw deal that would be. Oh, my. To yeah. pull my dad back <clears throat> from heaven. To pull your dad back. Well, aren't you going to ask me? I'm offended. I'm deeply offended. So how's my dad doing? Better than he ever has. Isn't that something? Or better than he ever could ask or imagine. Yeah. Ephesians 3.20. That's how he's doing. How's your dad? Well, think about that. Everyone asked me that question when he was going to chemo. Yeah. Just to catch up. Sure. And the weird thing is, Steve, I could have had a giant, uh, massive growth on my in the middle of my forehead, and I could have been oozing out, you know, deadly venomous yeah, pus from that growth, and they would have still said, "Hey, how's your dad doing?" They would have right. even said, "What's going right. on with right. you?" Right? What's going on with you, bro? Yeah. But the the moment he died, that question stopped. You used a word talking about your mom just a second ago. Use the word imagine. Mm. The most popular movie, you know, this movie. I can only imagine. Yes, that's in the song. I now think about imagine. that, and I think. People say, well, we know how he's doing, and they move on. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Hey, my dad's doing amazing. Mom's doing, mom's doing well. Mom's, God has She's been so okay. great. Mom has got something called survivor's grace. Yeah. And God has poured out grace on her like I've never seen. And she's mm-hmm. an inspiration to all of us. Quote Romans 8 at the funeral. You know, we videoed it, yeah. but all that. But the crazy thing is, dad's doing so much better than her and anyone. Our dads are hanging out. <laughs> yeah. And who knows that conversation, right? You know, fl- a flea on that wall, a, a heavenly flea on that wall, right? You know, but but the beauty of that is, hey, heaven, wow, what a wow. just, I mean, mm-hmm. woo. And so here, God has a deposit of us. The pe- the, the ones that deposit us on this earth have been taken to heaven. Yeah. And, and, out of here, man. And that's our future. They're out of that's here. what we're going ever forward to. That's right. So, And that was the thing about that as we close. Uh my dad did, did not know. He does now. But he didn't know his whole adult life how spiritually pregnant that phrase is. Ever forward. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. You don't need faith. You don't need hope. That's all been satisfied when you get to heaven. And it's ever forward. That's eternity. Mm. With love. With your dad and my dad yeah. and all the saints. No sin. And he just, he knows it now. Yep. That's why ever forward is the promise. Amen. For the Christian. And, and that makes it all worthwhile. And the only scars in heaven are the ones that took us there, That's right? That's right. Isn't that so awesome? So Jesus Christ. That's right. we we'll face-to-face with him. I That's love you, Stu, baby. You're a blessing, man. Thanks for sticking it's around. Good to be on with you. It's great seeing you. Thanks for all your help and all your blessings over the years. This is Steve Noble. 
on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.